Welcome to the Billions of Atoms podcast. My name is Dino. Billions of Atoms is all about our own personal experience with meaning and purpose in life and what we have done in various stages of our life to find meaning and purpose. Welcome to episode two of the Billions of Atoms podcast. I'm Libby, part of the Billions of Atoms team, and I'll be joining you today as co-host. Here at Billions of Atoms, we're all about promoting human connection for a more meaningful life. Last week, we went on a journey about the origins of the universe with a big bang and how we are so atomically and intimately connected to everyone and everything. Today, we're going to continue our conversation. Hi, Dino. It's great to be joining you today. Thanks for the intro. That was great. Yeah, no worries. It's a pleasure to be here. It's exciting to join you on the podcast and I loved listening to last week's episode, so I'm really keen to join in the conversation. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you co-hosting as well. Um, I think it's about time you did some did some work around here for sure. <laughs> to earn my keep. Yeah, earn your keep. <laughs> better get better get going then. Yeah. So so Livy, we started this discussion, and in summary from last week, it is absolutely clear from a scientific standpoint, at least, that we're all made from exactly the same basic atomic structures as human beings, as our environment within this biosphere called the Earth. Atomically, what we're built from is the same. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it, really? Like, to think that Essentially, we're all the same, but we have all of these external differences like the color of our skin and our hair color. We have different skills and talents and abilities and um, preferences as well and personality types like extroverts and introverts. I'd like to get into looking at what drives some of these differences between human beings. Um, You know, we say we've got this connection mindset. And we want to focus on what makes us connected. Um, and there is a fundamental uh, element that is, is from an evidence point of view, scientifically very clear. On religion, as a way of further expanding this discussion on this connection between everyone and everything. So I'm interested in this area of religion and how that connects certain parts of humanity. Yeah, certain parts of humanity are connected in, connected that way by different religions. Mm. Yeah. So you've got a Catholic background. Yep, Catholic schoolgirl here, all the way from uh, kindergarten through to year twelve, and I just remember many instances of going to church and having choir practice and lots of hymn singing and prayers and rosary beads and. Uh, even my piano teacher in primary school was a nun, so I'd go to the convent for for my piano lessons. That was many, many moons ago. <laughs> oh, big shout out to Libby's piano teacher. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, sister. <laughs> yeah, so you sound like a bit of an expert. Maybe I should leave you guys with it in this podcast. You've got a bit of a Catholic background there. You could speak to this with authority. For me, I we uh, were not religious. I was dedicated into the Salvation Army because mum was worried if I got hit by a truck, I wouldn't go to, to heaven. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, so you're absolved now. Yes, but we did go and and get a lot of exposure. Mum was Catholic and Dad was Church of England. Okay, so it's a broad topic, uh, religion, uh, and, and it's just so much complexity and and detail within it. Our main concern is really looking at the connections that are built from religion and we really want to explore this. We also want to be very respectful and recognize that, yes, we're not um, experts and we don't profess to be theologians, but we're curious about this connection of religion. So how do we start this, Livy? Where should we start this exploration of our connection as humans? Yeah, good point. So I thought it might be worth actually touching on a really um, broad area of religion to begin with, um, the Abrahamic religions. Um, firstly, as they are most widely practised around the world, I thought that might be a really good place to start. Yeah, it's a fascinating area, that uh, Abrahamic religion. I'm sure there's a whole stack of people that probably aren't aware of what Abra- Abrahamic religions are. Um, So what is Abrahamic religion? Yeah, good question. And it wasn't until we started to delve into this that I came across um, what Abrahamic religions are. And they're actually three of the world's largest religions. Um, So includes uh, Christianity, Judaism and Islam. And I've got some stats here that I'd love to share with you all. So um, when we look at, um, you know, the world's population and how many people Uh, practice these religions. Um, I'll break it down. So we've got 1.8 billion people um, who practice the Islamic faith. We've got 1.3 billion Catholics and 14.8 million people worldwide who uh, practice Judaism. Wow. So that's kind of like a third of the world's population. I, I know that I certainly had an awareness of these Abrahamic religions and that they were connected, but I'd never really explored it in a great level of detail. I knew that there was some connection there between the characters in in the stories of these religions. Um, so before we get into the human connection um, what's the link between Abrahamic religions? Why are these three religions described in this way? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest links that um, I've read about in these religions is that they can trace their origins back to Abraham, um, hence okay. Abrahamic. Um, and he was in Genesis, the creation stories, and had humanity's first relationship with God. Um, So from what I've read, um, Judaism and Christianity can trace um, their um, sort of origins back to Abraham through his son Isaac, while Islam um, traces its connection to Ishmael. And um, just to decipher between um, Ishmael and Isaac, so Ishmael was born 13 years before Isaac, so both sons of Abraham. Okay, hence the Abrahamic. Yeah. Um, description of it. So um, I knew that, or at least I believe that some of the scriptures were the same, like Genesis, um, based on the same materials. Some of the characters were shared among these religions. Um, so we're not going to get too far into the weeds with this, but basically on very simple terms, we have the three main religions on earth and they speak about similar characters in history or they have shared characters that they speak to. They have a link back to Abraham 
And then from there onwards, it seems there were different beliefs in terms of who was truly speaking to the God or who was the real God. They all have the same or different gods? Yeah, so um, there is a commonality that they claim to worship uh, the same God. Um, Judaism um, gave that God a name and they call him Yahweh. Um, And both in Christianity and Islam, they simply refer to him in God, um, but in Arabic, Islam's founding language, Allah means God. Okay. Yeah. So at some point they all agree on the same God. How is it that when most people, average citizens who are not religious, think of these religions as being so different? In fact, I actually I don't recall any real education from my days around religion where the, these religions spoke about the link between each other. It was all really about the differences or, or why that particular religion was the one. There was no real sort of discussion about the link between Islam or, or, or Judaism in Christianity, and I don't know if there is any in Islam or Judaism as well. People don't sort of know this stuff. Yeah, and so when we have a look at sort of like the timelines of these three religions together and they're linked to each other, Abraham, um, I think from what I've been able to read, he represents a point at which they start to diverge. Um, I think up until that point they were all sort of unified Um, and that unity goes back to Adam being the first human being. And because of this, I'm assuming too, um, and possibly their creation stories um, are also quite similar. Um, The Abrahamic religions respect Adam and they tribute him as the first person. So they base their sort of like uh, key theological elements on God's creation of humanity through him. Okay, so it's pretty funny really when you think about it because when I grew up, we were not really a religious family. As I said, mum was Catholic, dad was Church of England. And it seemed to me that these two religions, they couldn't agree on the baptism for their children. They couldn't agree what to do with us because of this difference. I think the church, the Catholics actually wouldn't allow us to be baptized Mm. if dad wasn't Catholic or some ridiculous thing like this. I couldn't understand it. And to me, it just seemed the same because any of the books I looked at this, they, they looked the same. You know, as a child, it was really confusing. I'm like, I don't get this. Why, why is there so many stupid rules around this? You all seem to be talking about the same people. And it seemed to me like, you picked a side and you stayed with that side. And then I don't even think my parents realized what the differences were. And it was kind of like this generational hatred of each other of, or, or each other's beliefs purely from stories that were handed down through history or through family. And it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. So I find that really interesting how over time, it seems that religion has become corrupted by uh, decisions of, say, a king, for example, who decided that he wanted the Church of England to split off uh, um, Catholicism from the Roman Catholic Church. Now might be a good time to talk about our Bible session studies we're having on Sundays. (laughs) Because... So, welcome to the Billions of Atoms Bible Study Group. 
mentioned Genesis and, and there's a link between Genesis and these three religions uh, at a, a period of time where they were united. So what does Genesis say about the beginnings of the universe? So the Abrahamic religions have based their origin stories, the beginnings of the universe, on Genesis. And Genesis 1 starts by saying, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So um, even though Christianity, Judaism and Islam detail this creation period occurring over six days, it has been discussed by scholars in various articles that six days isn't to be taken literally as it could be representative of a larger time frame. So I'm just going to share with you an overview of Genesis 1. Um, so on the first day, day one, the earth was without form and void and God said, let there be light and there was light. He divided the light from the darkness and he called the light day and the darkness night. On day two, he created heaven and sky. Day three, created dry land, earth, seas, grass, and fruit-yielding trees. On day four, lights to divide the day from the night, signs and for seasons and for days and years. And he made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and stars as well. On day five, it was all about fish and birds, uh, lots of moving creatures, life in the seas and birds flying in the sky. And on day six, there were cattle, creatures, seeds and humans and that man had then had control over the earth, the trees and the beasts. Uh, so then day seven was a day of rest. And creation story in the Bible, so that's for Christianity, and Judaism's creation story in the Torah, which is one of three sections of the Hebrew Bible, also known as the Tanakh, they both reference this creation period as a period of being six days, and the seventh, their rest day, is the Sabbath. Islam is a little bit different. It still has that creation period as being six days. And it's very clear about the belief that Allah was responsible for the creation of the universe. Where the different difference lies, though, um, between the two aforementioned and the Quran is that there is no single story of creation in the Quran, but instead there are references to it throughout. So there are different aspects of creation uh, being mentioned in different places, for example, to support a particular lesson being taught. Um, and one of those is that Allah mentions the brightest star which appears in the night sky. He then describes this star and uses it as a metaphor for how every human has an angel watching over them. So that's Genesis 1 and how that's represented in the three religious texts for Christianity, Judaism and Islam. And then in Genesis 2, it goes on to speak about the creation of Adam. 
And I'm highlighting this because that is another similarity that we've found um, in the accounts of the Bible, the Torah and the Quran. They discuss that Adam was made from either earth, clay or dust. So while we've got three different religions, we have some really big similarities in relation to how they represent uh, their creation stories. Wow. Okay. So these Abrahamic religions, they have this strong foundation of scripture that is very similar and speaks from similar books and, and talks about similar things in terms of how the universe and man came to be. Yeah. They're all three um, representations uh, of the creation stories are really strongly linked to that Genesis 1 and even aspects of Genesis 2 as well. So um, even though they might have um, some variations, um, and the biggest being that Islam has theirs in reference to teachings throughout the Quran, um, it's, there are still a lot of strong connections there to Genesis 1. So yeah, so the structure of the of the Quran is a little bit different. Yeah, the way Genesis one um, is integrated into the Quran is different from, say, the Bible or the Torah. The Bible and the Torah have um, their creation story written as one piece. So, okay. for example, one essay or yeah. one section uh, is dedicated purely to those six days of creation um, and the seventh day being the Sabbath. And then uh, the Quran has those creation stories or those days of creation sort of scattered throughout um, and they're used purely as a teaching point. Mm. It's quite interesting to try and understand because I guess throughout history there's been, been a lot of conflict around these three religions I mean, you only have to look back through history, um, even in modern times or back in through ancient times, that these three particular religions have been in conflict for the greater part of known history. Um, back in through the times of the Crusades um, and the different territorial disputes. And from a cursory look, it seems that a lot of these conflicts were driven by specific individuals and and mounting um, invasions and 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 crusades to build power and wealth um, and it's really quite disappointing because at the core of these three religions I think fundamentally the religions are based on peace and love for, for man and it appears on the surface at least that that the religion has been mobilized at times against other religions. And I think that this um, occurred mostly from what it appears to be anyways, individuals desire to increase their wealth, their country's power in the regions at the expense of you know, the average everyday citizen at the time, your king ordered you off to war, then you went off to war in the name of God and country. So it's, it's quite interesting to sort of explore that as part of history and to know that as part of history and see sort of what's happening in the world today around this and, and think about the possibility that, you know, there are some generational issues here with hatred that are inherited through the family tree 
and and you know if your great 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 grandfather was you know part of the crusades then then there's a fair possibility that the hatred gets handed down through the generations in a christian household a muslim household or or if you're part of the the jewish religion well that's uh it's a huge topic we've done our best to 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 speak to the points that mean something to us um and you know our interest in this is around how you know i think religion has got such a great opportunity to build a connection between human beings there's so much there that could unite people towards a common goal um and if it wasn't for some of their history and bloodshed Livy, mm. you know i think you know it's really such a lost opportunity that you know when we think of particularly i think these three religions and i do want to look at you know the other third of the population around buddhism and the hindu religion i want to look at that in a next couple of episodes but particularly these three particular religions that are at their roots have the same um scriptures and then at some point in history, they've diverged and there's been so much bloodshed, so much war, so much conflict. Um, and it's such a lost opportunity. And I think it takes people to really sort of step back and and have more of an open mind towards this as a way of unity. You know, I think with science, you need to have faith. Yeah. With religion, you need to have faith. It's a matter of just choosing which one of those you want. I'm not aware of any um, wars or bloodshed that have been undertaken because someone, a particular, you know, civilization didn't believe in the science of another (laughs) civilization, you know. But science misses out on some of the human parts of what's beautiful about religion, you know. It does miss the humanity. And I know for one myself i'm turned off by any religion because of all of this i don't want to participate in something that's had that history and 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 it doesn't matter whether it's christianity islam or judaism they've all had some element of stuff that i didn't really want to get involved in just beyond that Mm. and and that's why i think looking at hindu and buddhism i'm really interested in that because from what i know i think the hindu and buddhism religions they sort of align themselves more to to my philosophy on this connection and trying to look for a connection and not only in mankind but also with the earth and other creatures. So Livy, we always end with a summary on what this means. And I think my key takeaway from this episode is I don't really see anything between science and these three religions that mean they can't coexist together. And I know there are a lot of academics who are looking at this and and I know even Islam speaks directly to some of the scientific sort of theories around the start of the universe. Yeah, so I think, you know, our big um, sort of one of the conclusions we can draw today is that we can see that these three religions can coexist together. And I see that there are great opportunities here for people um, looking for meaning, 
looking for connection, looking for that sense of belief and something to believe in, um, to find that in religion, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Judaism, um, or at least investigate um, one of these religions um, a little more in depth. Like I said, we said earlier, we aren't the experts, but I think if we were to look more deeply into the beliefs of other people, we might also learn something about ourselves. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, I think there's so many wonderful opportunities about these three religions that may enhance your life or provide meaning if you're looking for, for um, guidance. Uh, it's not necessarily for me. That doesn't mean that I'm still not open-minded by it and I'm still interested in exploring more about Islam and Judaism and other religions and what they say. Uh, I haven't felt a great. I haven't felt a great need or a great draw towards religion throughout my life. I have managed to find spirituality, or at least it found me in other ways. Uh, I'm a great believer in spirituality, and the reason for this is if you look at history, um, the history of man, even before Abrahamic religions, with different cultures and civilizations separated by geography or time, like Indigenous Australians, Mayans, Incas, Egyptians, or the Druids, they've always believed in something. So I can't deny that as human beings, something inside of us yearns for some form of belief in a greater power. So for me, I guess the key learning from this discussion is do what feels right for you. If that is having faith in the science, then go for it. If you are interested in learning more about religion, then go for it. Avoid the history and the negatives that come with that history uh, and start with a fresh set of eyes because we know that there is a lot of history there that creates divisiveness. But if you are seeking a greater connection to mankind, then religion and the Abrahamic sense tells us we are all connected and perhaps even brothers and sisters, the sons and daughters of Abraham. So, Livy, thanks so much for all of the research and all of the work you did. Um, did you enjoy that? Yeah, I really did. I really enjoyed sort of digging deep into those three major religions um, and sort of, you know, it took me back a bit, which was really nice. And, yeah, back you know, to the piano lessons. <laughs> back to the good old days. <laughs> Mary Joseph. <laughs> Back to days and hours and uh, of going to church and and sort of you know digging up everything that I I was taught many many years ago and thinking about it differently with that lens of connection and with that lens of um, you know sort of last week's episode as well all of the reading we did in regards to the Big Bang. So sort of my mind draws threads between what we've already discussed and what we've learnt today and, and and what I believe in as well. So I'm sort of drawing those connections between um, where we were originated from and what our beliefs are and, and what's important to us as humans, what we need to lead a meaningful and purposeful life. And, and that just brings me back to just how important connection is and how important it is to sort of, you know, love one another and, and do no harm and to just be a kind, kind human. 
That's great. Okay, thanks so much, guys. Um, and remember, I am part of you, you are part of me, and we are part of everyone and everything.